Hey everybody and welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur. My name is Fareed Coloco, a lifelong starter, lifestyle connoisseur, and adventure junkie. I'm on a mission to encourage millions to build businesses aligned with their passions and create the life of their dreams. Each week, I'm bringing on guests from all different walks of life who took the plunge and chased their dreams. I'm confident that through their stories, you'll find the inspiration to create the impact you want with your life too. Today, we get a chance to talk to Dennis Torres, founder of The Rossin Group. He discusses his motivations for starting his consulting company midst the pandemic. Join us while we dive into his journey of starting up, and thank you so much for spending time with us today. Here's your episode. Hey, Dennis. So thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Fareed. Thanks. Yeah, we really appreciate your time getting out here. And so we're going to dive in to talk about, you know, you and your business career and Ross and Group and everything. But I just wanted to get started with knowing a little bit more, like, who's Dennis? Tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Yeah, so um, I just recently this year started Ross and Group. I uh, kind of went out on my own and did it. And before that, I've, you know, I've always held um, what you'd call a, a steady payroll job, if you will. And um, you were saying before that, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, that was kind of one of the bigger steps in, in doing all of this. So, yeah, no, I'm originally from um, Argentina, and I uh, we were about I was about eight years old when we moved to the U.S. So that's an adventure and a, and a story in and of its own. But um, it's been a lot of of um, learning and just amazing experiences throughout that time. And so I. You know, I went to school and, and um, I jumped right into to work before and after school. And I kind of um, did a lot of work in the retail space uh, and then moved on to kind of larger corporations. And um, in my latest kind of couple of, of gigs I've done, I've, I've managed some service departments and built up some service departments that are um, both at a global scale and, and um, regionally here in, in the area. That's cool. Yeah. So tell me more about that. Like where were, what were you doing before you pulled the trigger and said, I'm going to go out on my own and start my own business? Yeah. Yeah. Um, prior to starting my own business, I, I kind of, I got to the point where I had a, um, I guess a collection of all these uh, different maybe skills or talents or things I love doing, you know, and, and as a result of, of having a passion for them, I, they can't. They come to me a, a little bit easier, and and there are things that I can really dive into, and, and I can really get behind. Right. So, um, it started at, at pretty much from the beginning. I've I've done um, customer service related work. You know, my very first job when I started was, you know, back when I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, official job, right? It was um was um, a bag boy at, at a grocery store. Yeah. So. That kind of kicked it off for me in terms of um, getting in front of people and, and um, making sure that the experience for the customer was the best that it could be. And, and you know, it, along that journey, I think I began to realize the impact um, of a good experience versus a not, uh, not so good experience, maybe. Yeah, it's all and customer that, service at the end of the day. Right. Right. And, and the interesting thing, it's, it's very connected to everything we do, 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I found. You know, I've done, I've done strictly service work. I've done sales related kind of positions and work. And um, I worked with a variety of different departments and I worked in, in large kind of um, global operations and, and corporations. And it, it, it all, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to that is it, the, the product or the business exists because the customers yeah. uh, really say that it exists. You know, they're, they're the ones that define the product. They're the ones that will say, yes, this is something that survives the market or not. You yeah. Know, if you will. I used so. to teach an entrepreneurial class and week one, we're like, week one is all about you. Week two through nine is all about the customer. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, so, so yeah. And, and, you know, I, I kind of hit a, you know, I went to school. I, I did um, international business management oh, cool. and I went to Hawaii. And so, um, Not a bad location. it was very, yeah, no, Oahu North Shore. Nice. It, it was, uh, it was a, an amazing experience. And one of the unique experiences there is, um, there are a lot of different cultures coming together, if you will. And if you if you're familiar with, um, a business degree management degree, a lot, a lot of the work done is, is teamwork. That's, you know, you learn a lot of the teamwork and how to um, achieve goals as a team and things like that. So the most rewarding thing out of that is being able to communicate with a lot of different cultures and uh, nationalities as, and as we form teams and work with teams from, you know, across the world. That was a unique experience, and I, I was able to bring that up from from school into straight into work. And so, um, I've had a lot of interaction at a global level with with um, just different cultures, and and in an effort to set up um, training centers and kind of service organizations and operations abroad. And no doubt that you know the 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 background I, I was able to get it at school as well as my own personal background, I guess, trying to adjust to, you know, going from one culture to another and, um, you know, even yeah. the, the learning one language and going to another one that, you know, those, those things are all, everything kind of has its own um, little piece that you, you take away from it. So. Totally. It's really um, interesting how just to touch on a point of what you're talking about is like, I also went to international business management school out in Europe, though, and it's so interesting around, like, each culture is very different and approaches things in a very different way, but I think some of the core tenets of service and buyer's decisions is very humanistic and crosses all cultures through travel. Yeah. Agree. I agree. And, and I don't know if you, if you had a chance during your study, we, you know, there was a point we studied the differences between high context and low context cultures. And um, typically it, it's kind of the U S or North America is kind of seen as a low context kind of culture. Whereas, you know, the majority or a lot of the Asian countries are more of a high context um, kind of culture. Um, you know, the U S very con- contractual and, um, very, yeah. Um, and when you're saying context, you're referring go to by a list, check boxes, if you will. Yeah. Whereas, right. Whereas a high context, maybe somewhere in Asia, you know, they're, 
they invest a lot in, in relationships and, and, and building a relationship, you know, and sometimes even before business starts, um, it, it's important to have that. So I, I think it's interesting having seen that. And after I learned about that, I feel like I paid more attention to it, but customer service and, and especially um, listening to the end user, if you will, is a, is a healthy mixture of those. It, it doesn't matter where you live, um, what part of the world it translates the same. I believe that that's, that's the piece that translates the same. It doesn't matter the language. It doesn't matter the culture, the feeling and the result. Um, it is the same, if you will. So yeah. it's the same, um, expected result, if you will. Absolutely. And so tell me, like, you know, you had this background in customer service and experience and, you know, kind of looking at it even outside of the business, outside of your corporate job or your nine to five, you were seeing this through different, you know, cultures and through being in college in Hawaii and all those things. How'd that tie around to some of your motivations for starting your own business? What, you know, how'd that tie into that? Yeah. So, even before school, I th there was something that I wanted to do. I had passion for doing, and I just couldn't put my my finger on it exactly, you know. And it, it came to the point where, you know, I know I know I want to jump into kind of some entrepreneurship and, and kind of that lifestyle. Um, and it took me some time to really investigate that, like you know, analyze it internally for me. It's like, what what does that mean for me? And you know. I, you know, I don't see myself, you know, going into this niche or that niche and, and, and getting dedicated to that for life, if you will. I just, I just, that doesn't fit my personality or my, my person, if you will. Yeah. What I, what I ended up finding as I kind of looked inward at, at trying to find that was I love to build and I love to um, see growth and, and work something out of a problem you know, and find a solution through it. Coupled with that, I have a kind of a natural passion to, to meet people, to, to um, work together with them. There's, there's just some interest there um, in, in being able to understand people and, and the things they need. And especially if you're working on a problem together, you know, it's, um, it, it's good to roll up the sleeves and, and work with them and, becomes interesting to see their point of views and and what everybody brings to the table. And it always amazes me. There's always something new that you can learn from somebody. They do it a little bit different. And it doesn't matter who it is or their expertise. There's always something valuable that comes to the table. And that, to me, like those are little pieces of nuggets, nuggets of gold, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, that that's why, you know, if you go back to this, the ideology of building teams and how important it is to have teams, those are the things that, that make a, a dream team, if you will, you know, and, and make things happen. And so I found that more and more, especially as I went to, you know, I mentioned I went to school. I, I started to understand and meet a lot of different cultures. After I got out of there, I, I did a few um, finance-related jobs. And, and then I jumped into a, a manufacturing company. It's a scientific instrument. A manufacturing company. It's a global company. Mm -hmm. And I really had an, a, a great opportunity there to apply everything I learned and apply it in a global, at a global level. And, and I met so many interesting people that 
even to date, I, I'm great friends with all of them. And um, just across the world. And there's, there's some people, I guess you could call us pen pals. You know, I, I, I feel like I've known them all my life. I've never seen them in person, you know. So it, it, it's very interesting. And, of course, technology helps to do that. Um, obviously brings us all closer. But So yeah. it, it, I started gathering this. Okay, so it, I, I figured out, okay, I have this passion. What makes me want to wake up and go to work? Um, and what makes me uh, motivated to, you know, succeed in a certain thing? And so I, I, I started finding these ingredients. And I said, how can I put these together for them to um, allow me to do something worthwhile, you know, that I, that I, that I want to do? You know? mm -hmm. So, um, and once I started doing that, I figured out, okay, I think this is kind of the route I want to go. Um, and I started researching different, um, kind of different aspects of consulting. And that's what led me to kind of start this, um, consulting company. And I, I know we talked earlier when we, when we first met and one of the things that kind of sped up the, the decision-making process, if you will, was, was 2020 was COVID. Yeah. It, I, I saw it as, as the opportunity to kind of step in and do that. And, you know, there's a lot of risk there. I can't say that I had a perfect picture of exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't, I didn't have everything pinned down, hammered down, but it's amazing what happens when you make the decision and you decide to take a step forward and then it starts to form, you know, you, you, in your mind, you've accepted it and it starts to formulate. And then to me, that's when your mind kind of un unleashes itself. And, yeah. and so that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at and, and, and how I feel I've been led to this particular position. And, and I'm very confident in, in, you know, the ability to be able to go in with groups and help people using the tools I've learned throughout the years, you know, and, and that's what, that's what makes it the most exciting part. Um, Absolutely. That's so important. I think like some of the things that highlighted to me there was like, you know, you just have to go and you, t you have to look at, the skills and your passions and what you, you know, business is going to be really hard uh, if you're not passionate about it. And so you really have to exactly. find that cross section between your skills and your passions and just move forward. And you're never going to have the full picture painted out because, but it's, you know, even if you do by week one, it's all going to change. So might yeah. as well just take that first step. And that's the hardest thing to do is to take the first step. And then once you take that first step, the second step is easier. And you just keep, you know, just keep swimming. I always say like Dory, right? Like right. Just keep moving one foot after the next and you're going to find yourself a plan. But as long as you take one step forward today, and it doesn't have to be a hundred steps today. It just needs to be one. And one a yep. day after that, you're going to keep moving in the right direction. That's really yep. cool. So tell me a little bit more about the Rossin Group. Like what do you provide as services? And what does that business look like a little bit? Yeah, so Rossin Group... Um, focuses on companies that want to optimize their teams. And, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that every company has inefficiencies mm -hmm. that they can overcome. And those inefficiencies in, in operations and in processes, they cost money. And if you can put a number and you can understand with data the inefficiencies, 
that's your first step. And then it, it provides you, introduces you to the opportunity to be able to, to introduce efficient processes, changes in, in processes, um, streamlining processes, maybe reorganizing teams and groups. And if you track that correctly and you introduce, you know, business intelligence, um, that turns into profits and cost reductions. And so that is something I'm, I'm most interested in doing is being able to work with a company, an organization, and usually when they reach out to a consultant or they're looking for help, they have a pretty good idea of what the issue is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's good to clear that up in the beginning. But if they're looking for a consultant, most likely they're, they've gotten to the point where they identify some issues. Maybe they need a, a set of fresh eyes on the problem and, and um, different perspectives. They need to bounce ideas. So uh, Rawson goes in and does consulting in that regard. So um, kind of discover what the issue is, work with the teams, however, however large they are, um, review and introduce process changes as needed, and most importantly, track these changes and, and make sure that you can define success. So a lot of times, um, those few principles are needed, whether you're restructuring a company before and after you scale. So if you're thinking about scaling a company, um, maybe adding um, a second location or um expanding into a different territory, a different country. Um, there's a lot that goes into play to make sure that that happens as smoothly as possible. Also, um, if you're transitioning from um, maybe uh, one CRM to another one or any any type of platform that your company's used to using, mm-hmm. there's a lot that of planning that goes into that that some people, some people have it down really good. Um, large corporations understand very well that the sacrifice that it in the in the loss that can happen when you don't do that correctly so they plan really hard smaller smaller businesses startups they may not you know see that so it's good to review those things and um maybe run through scenarios so there's a, a i i focus on and rossin focuses on a lot of the a lot of the um, improvement aspects of those things Absolutely, yeah. And like, uh, just making sure you have that plan thought through from day one, and you're ready for those times of change, whether they be systems, as you were saying, your kind of employee or you know strategic type changes. Um, you're kind of there by their side and helping them uh, walk that path, right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And that and that kind of branches out into different a variety of different services um, that I can help and 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 facilitate as well. For example. You know, a lot of times it's it's automating processes. It's maybe digitizing some processes. Um, companies still are are yet to to jump into kind of the digitalization part of of their operations to make things run smoother and more dependable um, to reduce human error. Um, so there's a lot of that that plays into it as well. Very cool. Absolutely. And so you started, um, what, about four or five months ago with Russell Group? Yeah, I actually started in June. So okay. officially June, I, I'd kind of been um, mixing this around in, in, in my mind for 
kind of when, when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, you know, at that time I was kind of undertaking um, more of a sales and kind of business development type of role. And, and uh, when COVID hit, things just really, really died down. And um, so it, it was an opportunity to kind of look at where everything was for me, for, you know, for our family, for our goals and see, you know, where, where, where am I going? Kind of um, what's our goal? With so many of these things freezing up, you know, could this be a window? What 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 is this actually? You know, I, I feel like we're still kind of sometimes we ask that today. What the what the heck is going on in twenty twenty? You know, yeah, seriously. So we'll almost be asking what the heck is going on in twenty twenty one. Right. <laughs> yeah. I sure hope not. Right. But not. yeah. Um. You know, as more things kind of started happening, that's really when when we buckled down and said, you know, I think. If we're going to do something, 2020 is going to be the the time to do it. And like I said, it fast-forwarded a little bit my, my decision-making, but I don't regret it one bit. Um, you know, we mentioned that when we talked the first time, I felt like it was the worst time and at the same time the best time to do it. And once you take the step, you know, I always think of it as I kind of divide it. I like to divide it cleanly, you know, I, I took a step from a payroll lifestyle, which is, it's, it's dependable, repetitive, and you understand, you know, it's predictable. And you jump into the unknown, which is, I believe, which is a lot of what entrepreneurship is, is about. Mm -hmm. And those who embrace it, I think is probably one of the more exciting parts of it as well. Yeah. Once you take that step, that's when, um, you're really your mind kind of expands and, and and embraces what what your vision is, what you want to do, and I felt like that's what's happened for 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 me for us. Um, and so that's kind of what led me to to kicking it off. Um, like always, I would have loved to have had this just amazing backup, triple backup plan, and and all these things. I mean, you just got to make the move sometimes and. Um, did I feel prepared? Yeah, absolutely not. I don't know if you ever will, um, yeah. but I felt like for, for us, it was a perfect time. You know, there's so many, um, I, I've thought of 2020 as kind of a reset year, you know, and if I were to recommend if somebody, if somebody's thinking about doing a change and maybe making a move that otherwise would, would be a, a, a challenge for them to wrap their mind around if they need one reason, I would say it's 2020, you know, it's the, it's the reset year. So Absolutely. how many more years are you going to get like this where you can actually try something, you know, everything's so upside down or sideways around, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's perfect um, time to build something that you want to do and just go for it, you know? So that's, yeah, that's a great, that should be the title of this podcast, the reset year, right? Because that's so much what it is. Uh, you know, whether you've been in business, uh, for two decades or you've been in business for two weeks, uh, everybody's figuring out the plan from the seat of their pants and moving forward. I think a lot of people can use your type of help because it's, it's so much figuring out this new strategy and you know while they have a team that that team's so focused on operations and doing customer service in a different new way and there's all these places for current um for your current workforce to focus on 
having being bringing able sorry bring, being able to bring extra help into helping and strategize on these new models and not having to pull off current limited workforce who's are trying to figure out how to do all this and do it remotely um, is so valuable to a, you know a company trying to figure out what's the best way to pivot what's the best way to strategically move forward yeah and and one of the biggest needs I feel like is in 2020 is is the the new the new changes that you have to make because of things like COVID. You know, we, we can hope that things will go back to what they were, but we got to be, who knows how long that'll be. And you have to be able to adapt. And that's, those are the type of challenges. That's where I see, you know, I, I've done that multiple times um, despite of COVID. I feel like okay, we're, we're in one level. How can we get to the next one? And how can we, can we become efficient? And how can we change things so that we can, you know, that's kind of, I, I always look at this as one of the signs of good leadership is can you fix something? Can you change something to make it better? And then can you walk away from it? Yeah. So that it works by itself. You know, that's, that's one of the most um, interesting challenges for me. And I feel like we need it. There's a lot that needs to be done in all, in all organizations in that regard in 2020 is, you know, we, we don't have forever and the company either survives or it doesn't. We, I keep reading every day of, of companies that shut down for good. Even here locally, it's unfortunate to see small businesses and things yeah. just kind of close their doors for good. You know, So what can you do to survive that? And that's kind of one of the things I've been um, kind of contacting people and, and advising them about is what, what can you do to not only survive, you know, thrive, come out of 2020 into 2021 and you have to have a fresh, fresh perspective. How can you make? How can you reduce costs? Um, make your operations more efficient. And and I'm, I'm positive, and I, I have a firm belief that there's, there's always a way to do that. You just have to look look at what you have, look at the blocks, and and see how they can work the best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, you've been now in business for a little over two months or two months or something like that, right? So um, how what would you give as advice to somebody who is just starting, right? It's so important because, you know, we forget about some of that advice two years down the line. Uh, but you're it's so fresh, right? So what if you could go back to, you know, eight weeks, <laughs> ten weeks, what would you do differently before you launched? It's so funny because I listen to a lot of podcasts and things and, I always, you know, a lot of the podcasts always have a, a piece where they talk about, you know, where'd you start? You know, when I started, I, you know, I. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I only had this. I only had that. And I always, when I hear that, I'm like, I'm living through that right now. Like, I'm, you know, this is a fresh start, uh, ground zero for me. You know, it's like. Totally. I think it's like. Gosh, it's I can't so wait important. to look we back and. talk to the old guys. They forgot. You know, what right. the real challenges. I want to know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's snowed every day that was uphill yeah absolutely exactly. i agree with that so it feels like every day <laughs> right now right <laughs> so um yeah so i'm i'm in the thick of it and, it, and it's very interesting you kind of pointed at towards this a, a little bit earlier but um you know from week to week things can change and adjust and, I, and that's one of the most exciting parts about this as well as kind of more frantic parts of it is start, starting up so many things you need to do from the ground up you know i've um 
and and um what was i getting to oh yeah so one of the one of the kind of more exciting things for me is week to week yeah things develop i feel like um what i want to f- specifically focus on what what has been more driving to me that that is uh, molding if you will and maturing into into something that and i can see it kind of happening right and it's one of those things where you know it's not there yet but um it's all good it's all good things and it's and it's contributing to that kind of polished you know wow yeah there's something i can hang my hat on you know and that's it's very exciting to go through that process and um you know aside from one of the biggest pieces of, of advice I can give, aside from the typical, you know, you, you, you've probably seen them. There's a lot of you know, things out there. It's like, well, what does it take to run your own business? What does it take to, you know, take this quiz? Are you really, a, yeah. do you have what it takes? All You're these things, right? It's like, well, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, one of the, to me, the, the most important thing is, can you tackle a problem and, and can you solve it? And, and can you, do you have the drive to, to get it done? Because if you have that, then just multiply that in, in every aspect. And, you know, going back to, for me, and I'm not saying this is the answer for everybody, but I reached it. I reached another level when I, when I took the decision to walk away from something, if you will, to, to start this and it wasn't walking away by, by force. It was, I'm, I was literally in, in 2020 in COVID, I'm walking away from something that's stable to do something that I feel like is one of my ultimate passions to do. Yeah. Takes a, you know, you gotta be, probably a little bit crazy. I'd imagine to do something like that too, but until I made that decision, you know, I, I wasn't, if you are allowing my kind of my mind to open up to the possibilities. As soon as I took that step, it was the the next step I needed to kind of open the door and see kind of what the future held, what the the vision materialized of what I wanted to do. And, and that's, I grabbed that and ran with it. So yeah. it, I, I've worked with so many people in, across a lot of different companies that are, that are unhappy with where they're at, you know, and I, I was there many times, you know, it's, I was um, the, the thing that made me want to go to school and college was I was working at a call center before college mm-hmm an inbound call center. So it was, you know, taking calls eight hours a day. And um, I remember looking, you know, it was back to back to back calls. I don't know if you've ever worked in a call center, but it was a big call center. Very, they had a, they had a down pack. They had a, a reader board tells you how many calls are in queue and all this stuff, right? Everything. I mean, you were timed if you took a break, you know, all this stuff. Um, Anyway, it was one one day I was, it was call after call, just back to back eight, you know, a whole eight hour days of phone calls. And it's, people don't call to tell you what a great job you're doing. You know, that's why <laughs> you have a call center. Oh, right? So 
Um, I remember looking up to my left and my right and I'm like, gosh, what, what am I going to do? You know, I need to go, I need to figure something out. And my, my best answer is I want to go to, to school and get some more education. And, yeah. and, you know, that's what kicked me into gear to, to pursue and, and, and go to school. And, and I think, I feel like that's always been, I always have kind of an eye opener and it takes me to the next level. And, but, but I took the step. It was scary and I took it. And the same thing here. If just look at the advice I'd give is look at, look back at your life. You know, it's, have you been able to go out on your own take a risk, go out on a limb? Were you able to overcome that? You know, and do, do you have the ability to look at situations in your life, no matter how hard they are and, and, and turn that into a learning experience. And, you know, if you can, if you have those, those fundamental tools, that I think we all have as humans, then those are, those are the, the basic elements to being able to pursue what you have a passion for doing. Mm-hmm. You know, call it entrepreneurship, call it ABC, whatever you want, but inside in your core you know that you you've taken these steps you made these decisions somehow it worked out so if you keep doing that over and over again you'll it'll it'll lead you there you know so i the the advice i'd give is take the step awesome just great take the step and 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 go from there that's great advice man yeah i think it's uh you know, look, are you achieving what you want to be achieving uh, right now? And if you're hitting all your goals, then put your feet back on the table and relax. Um, right. But if not, take that step forward. And it's, you know, the first step is always going to be the hardest. But I agree. It's only taking a step forward that you're going to figure out, maybe I should be taking a step in another direction or whatever. But you just got to keep moving till you till you get there, to whatever there is for you. Um, that's right. for everybody to define on their own. But what a great advice that is. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And so how can people get in touch with you and how can people get to get in touch and participate with Rotson Group? Yeah, so um, you can always reach us on on our website, www.rossongroupllc.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, we're on LinkedIn, of course, and um, I'm always, I've started publishing articles as well um, that you can find on LinkedIn. I, I publish on a website called Medium as well. We'll include a bunch of links in the show notes as well oh, okay. to, to all those areas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, if you go to our website, um, in fact, all our, the platforms I mentioned, I'll, we'll have an email and, and a contact number. You can always uh, reach us at and um you know, or, or however you want to get in touch, just we're always available. Find a channel and shoot you shoot you a message. That's right. Awesome. Yep. That's great. Spoken from a customer service guy himself, right? That's right. That's <laughs> just right. don't call. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Texting only. <laughs> <laughs> After all those years in the inbound call, yeah. no calls allowed. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for taking the time out today, Dennis, uh, to tell us a little bit about your story and kind of the motivational steps to bring you there. Super inspiring, and I know that you're going to inspire people along the way. 
and um, you know, just to kind of reiterate your advice, I think it was so huge, was just take, you know, take an assessment quickly of where you're at. And if it's not where you want to be, take that step forward. Um, you know, just one foot after the next and you're gonna get somewhere. Uh, and you'll probably get to your goals. <laughs> Absolutely. And there'll be some pain points there and some struggles, but if you keep that front of mind, you'll know if you have a mission, a vision of why you're doing it, that's the driver, you know. That's so. awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Dennis, and I uh, really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, you too, Fareed. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Take care, my friend. All right, you too. Bye. All right, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Dennis shared a lot of insight about aligning with your goals and getting started. And as he said, 2020 is a reset year. And if you've been thinking about starting something new, now is the time. So with that said, if you're ready to launch or grow your consulting business and need some guidance to achieve success, focus your offer, get consistent organic leads, and command the value you deserve, reach out to me and I'll help get you moving in the right direction fast. Have a good day.